You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Today, I have Lance Belene on the line. Now, Lance is a certified financial planner who has been helping individuals and families take control of their wealth for over 20 years. Throughout much of his career as a CFP, Lance did what most financial advisors do, develop plans, help clients stay on track, and make sure clients are adequately insured. However, after 15 years, he decided to break the mold, and instead of just helping people reach their financial goals, he wanted to help them truly thrive. And how do you do that? By reducing or eliminating the amount of wealth you pay to the IRS. Okay. Since Lance's career pivot, he has been dedicated to educating people on strategies for reducing or flat out eliminating the amount of taxes they have to pay to their biggest financial drain, the IRS. So I am super honored to have Lance on the line today to discuss some tax saving strategies. Hey, Lance. Hello. So happy to be on your show, Tiffany. Awesome. So glad that you're here. So let's just dive right in because I know people are like, oh my gosh, how do I do this? Um, So first and foremost, we want to set the stage, right? So, you know, when it comes to saving money on taxes, people are thinking um, one year to the next year, you know, pretty much on a yearly thing. But your thing is you should think about paying less taxes over your lifetime, yeah, uh, it's kind of a, have a bigger picture approach. So when uh, I call it two phases of life, when a person's in the accumulation phase, right, when they're working, making money, generally speaking, people are working and making money and they're trying to make as much as possible, right? It's, and the, the tax code is set up uh, so that when you have a either a W-2 income or self-employment income and you're, the more money you make, the higher the tax rate you pay. And it's hard, harder to decrease the amount of taxes you pay during your accumulation mode. But during your distribution mode, when you finally get to that golden retirement age at 55 or 60 or 65, that's when, if you have accumulated your wealth strategically, you can dramatically decrease the amount that you pay to Uncle Sam. Awesome. Awesome. So let's dive into that a little bit more. So when you say um, strategically, so like, for instance, um, let's say we have people that are millennials, Gen Z, um, Gen X, because uh, that's typically my audience. What are some things that we should be doing now um, to kind of make sure that our tax burden isn't so great later? Yeah, I want you to take a uh think in three buckets. So there's three categories or uh, in my book, I have it in buckets so that you will can save and accumulate wealth in. So the first bucket is what I call your pre-tax bucket. Uh, that is, if I said the term an IRA or a 401k, that is the most common used vehicle. And what that ha- what we do with that is when your money goes in, it lower it goes in pre-tax. So before Uncle Sam taxed it, and then it grows tax deferred. So we never pay taxes when it's growing, but when we take it out, so when we get to age 59 and a half or 60, that's when Uncle Sam gets to tax that as income. Then the second bucket is I call your after-tax bucket. And this is money that uh, is kind of excess. So it it didn't go into the pre-tax bucket or in 
through our work or through the uh, uh, through the IRA, and then it's a little excess income, and then we have purchased uh, an investment with it, like real estate or a stock or a bond or a mutual fund. Uh, this is the money that we get those 1099s from. You know when we have to pay into interest uh, on to Uncle Sam every year. And if we make a gain, I mean, we buy an investment for, let's say, $10 and we sell it for $12, then we have to pay a capital gain tax rate. So this is your after-tax bucket. The good thing about that bucket is it's not very tax-friendly, but it's liquid, right? We don't have to wait until 60 to get it. Uh, and then the third bucket and final bucket is what I call your tax-free bucket. And it's, because, it's opposite of bucket one. So money goes in after-tax, and then it comes out though tax-free and that would be vehicles like a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k uh, health savings accounts also can kind of uh, be contributed to that but those are your three buckets so you have your pre-tax your after-tax and your tax-free and so we want individuals listening to be saving uh, and contributing to each of these buckets and if they contribute, generally speaking, I would say the more they contribute to buckets two and buckets three, the more they're going to decrease the amount of income that's taxable in their retirement years. Mm, okay, gotcha. Because that was going to be my next question, because I know I've gotten questions where people are like, okay, I know that I, there's traditional 401ks and IRAs and Roth 401ks and IRAs. What should I be investing in? Which one? Um, and then also, should I do both? Um, you know, all those types of questions. So you kind of answered that you kind of want to have money in each of those buckets, right? Yeah. And if I, again, if, I, if you had if I'm new and accumulating wealth, I would probably err or want to have more, a higher percentage in bucket three, because that's tax-free when I retire and it's tax-free to my children when they inherit it. And then bucket two uh, and then bucket one. So I'd probably, <clears throat> either you're going to have money in each, but the higher percentage you have in buckets two and three would be uh, would be ideal. And it's because you have to think about a the end in mind a again the distribution so when i have accumulated wealth and i want to stop working i think that's everybody's goal right eventually right <laughs> we we would like to be able to have enough money accumulated so we choose at least whether we're working or not right uh, and so the bucket strategy uh, is laid out is allows individuals, let's say they could live up to or have income up to one hundred and twenty thousand. That's, you know, it could be less, but up to and I can give example how they could only pay one thousand four hundred and ten dollars to Uncle Sam, which is less than one and a half percent if they again have their money accumulated strategically. Well, let's go ahead and get into that real quick, um, because that sounds really juicy. And I'm sure my audience is like, how the heck do you do that? Mm -hmm. um, so, and, yeah. And, and, and not go to jail, right? 
Right, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't want to go to jail off of Tiffany's podcast. No. Yeah. Um, so how would people do that? Strategy? So give us an example. What does that strategy look like? Because, um, you know, you hear a lot of um, personal finance people out there like, oh, my gosh, you need a million. You need this before you retire and blah, blah, blah. And so to hear someone say, you know, a hundred and something thousand, um, it's refreshing, you know, for people and it gives people some hope. So um, what are some strategies? around that um how do we lower that tax bill later on yeah so and and simplicity which the tax code's never you know super simple but there's that people there's income tax rates on one side of the table and there's seven tax rates over there starting at 10 that's the lowest and it goes up to 37 percent and then so there's five brackets in between and then on the other side of the table there's there's what's called the capital gains and dividend tax rates. And there's three tax rates over there. And those are determined by where you fell on the income tax side. Okay. And there's a 0% tax rate, a 15% tax rate, and a 20% tax rate. So if a person is fortunate enough to be in the 37% income tax rate, their income is over $650,000. They should be very happy. They, they are in the 20% tax rate over on the right side with, if they sell an investment for a gain. And an individual that is in the 12% income bracket or below, which means they have income of $83,850, then they qualify for the 0% tax rate. So we, what we want to do is qualify for the 0% tax rate, not necessarily during our accumulation years, uh, because but we definitely want to try to qualify it in the distribution years. So let's just you know, fast forward and say the person has accumulated their wealth, they're ready to stop working, and they're going to withdraw, it, let's say, $40,000 from each of their buckets. And so remember, you no longer are working, so you don't have a W-2 or any self-employment income. Uncle Sam allows every taxpayer to lower the amount of taxes they pay by what's called a standard deduction. And that's $25,900 uh, this year. So if I take 40,000 from my bucket one, that is taxable, right? That's my new W-2 in retirement. I get to lower the amount that is taxed by the standard deduction. So 40,000 minus 25,900 equals $14,100. That is what Uncle Sam says is my taxable income now. That is less than the $83,550 limit, which is the top of the 12% income bracket. So because I'm now under that, I qualify for a 0% tax rate on my bucket two money. So if I take 40,000 from my bucket two, I used to be getting taxed at 15 or 20% on that during my accumulation years, but now I qualify for the 0% tax rate. So 40,000 times zero is zero. And then if I get 40000 from my bucket three money, that's tax-free. So I get the $120,000, but I'm only taxed on my $14,100. And that's how we get to that, you know, less than one and a half percent tax rate during your retirement years. So it's, it's, it's kind of manipulating our income so that to Uncle Sam, we look very poor. Right. They're going they if they only see fourteen thousand one hundred dollars, that's taxable. And so they allow us to benefit from that zero percent tax rate. 
and so that's that's why we want to accumulate our wealth in the three categories so that we can I would say take advantage of the tax rates and how the tax code works in our retirement years. Gotcha, gotcha. And I just put two and two together, um, like as you were talking, uh, when we're looking at the buckets, right? So one, two, and three, um, when we're in the accumulation phase, we want to go reverse order. So three, two, one, right? Um, In general. And then when we get to retirement, we want to go the opposite way, one, two, three. Um, So that way we can lower our taxable income. So that was just the easy way that I was like, you know, putting it in my head. And hopefully that helps listeners too, um, that have questions about how to put in and then subsequently how to take out. Um, just think three, two, one, one, two, three. <laughs> I love that. I actually never thought of that. So I'm going to borrow that idea and start uh, communicating that to my clients. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I just put that together and I was like, ah, genius. Perfect. Um, (laughs) So anyway, let's get into um, because that was great. That was so many gems. And honestly, I think that is plenty for people to think about. But I want to hit on one more thing. Um, You also have um, in your book that's coming out in uh, November 15th, um, you talk about a $10,000 Coke. And I thought that was interesting. So if you can just um, break down what that means to our audience for those that think that they don't have enough to invest right now, maybe, you know, they're like, oh, my gosh, you're talking about something so long term and investing and I don't have the money for that. I'm trying to put food on the table type thing. Um, What does that $10,000 Coke mean? Yeah, it's uh, I have a a person that works for me and she's uh, brings uh, brings her lunch to work every day instead of going out. And she uses that money and to save, right? And I was I was thinking about that because if you think about ten dollars, you know, if you go to lunch today, right, it's ten to twelve, fifteen dollars pretty easily, right? If you eat out. But even more simply, we all generally speaking sometimes stop at the convenience store or we'll stop by uh Starbucks or something on the way and we'll purchase a Coke. And, you know, I use, let's say $2 is the uh, you know cost of a Coke. So let's say a person says, I just do not feel I have enough money. I don't have any excess money to invest. I think we all generally spend money frivolously in some way, shape or form, right? So let's just break it down. What if we avoid purchasing one Coke a day? So it's $2 a day that we do not, uh, we go without. I don't think anybody would uh, feel that would be a major sacrifice. Uh, and then if you take that times five days, that's $10, right, a week, times four weeks, that's $40 a month. And if they would then invest that $40 over 10 years, that would be worth over $10,000. And I don't think they would miss it. Right? I mean, I bet 10 years from now when they have that, that money in their account, they would go, man, I wish I would have bought that Coke every day. You know, I don't think they'll do that, right? Uh, they'll be like, this is awesome. So I think everybody in some way, shape or form can just think about what could I uh, not spend money on on a daily or weekly basis just by be, being a little smarter, right? Or what, what, what if we pack our, you know, think about it and on Sunday start prepping our meals so we're not eating out every day. We're only eating out maybe once or twice a week. That's a way people can save and accumulate as well. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I'm over here thinking about like the 30, $40 I've spent like um, actually just yesterday, like when we, me and my kids ate out fast food. Now, mind you, it was one adult, two kids, and I spent about $30 or so just on fast food. So, you know, that amount of money. And if you multiply that by every day, if people are eating out every day, that money can be accumulated um, pretty quickly. Um, and you'll see. And also, you know, if you if you budget, you can look at your budget and say, you know, I've, I've had that happen personally, where I'm like, dang, I didn't realize I spent that much. Um, and if even just a portion of that money went to, you know, saving up for retirement or investing or so on and so forth, it could make big changes um, in your future. So thank you so much, Lance, for coming on the show today. And I wanted to give the audience, if you all enjoyed these tips, because we had some great ones in here, um, where can people find you, get your book, all that good stuff? Give us all the the tea. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Uh, my website for the book that they can uh, a pre order if they'd like is uh, just my name Lance Belline B E L L I N E dot net, and they can go there. And I have uh, resources on there that they can download if they'd like uh, uh, to help them as far as identifying, for example, well, how much money do I currently have in each bucket, right? How much do I have in bucket one, bucket two, bucket three currently? And based on how I'm currently saving, what will be my future you know, account values in each? So that's uh, something that can be very helpful. Uh, and then also an expense planning worksheet if somebody wants to get a grasp on where their money is going. Uh, you know, I can, yeah, there's an expense planning worksheet so they can kind of enter that in and identify uh, areas that they could, you know, decrease what they're spending money on so they can save more. Uh, and, and a lot of information on the uh, tax code system. So website is www.lancebelline.net. Uh, my company website, if anybody wanted to uh, reach out there, is, is, is my company's Lighthouse Financial. And that uh, website is lhfinancial.net. Awesome. Awesome. And if you all did not catch any of that, like you're multitasking, like most people do when they listen to podcasts, I will definitely have both of those links in the show notes. And also, Lance, we never mentioned the name of the book. What's the name of the book? Ah, that, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is More Wealth, Less Taxes. Perfect. Perfect. So look out for more wealth, less taxes coming out November 15th. And like Lance said, you can find all the information you need on his website. And I will definitely be tuning in because I thought that this was very helpful myself. So thank you so much, Lance, for coming on the show. And I'm so glad that you decided to share with our audience. You bet. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient. <laughs>